In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, in the book of the prophet of Isaiah, which features prominently in the readings from Matins, divine office during this part of Advent, the Lord speaks to King Akkaz through the prophet, saying, This is the Lord telling the king, Ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God, either unto the depth of hell or the height above. And Akkaz said, I will not ask, and I will not tempt the Lord. The king's answer has the semblance of piety, but not its reality. Because of this, he deserved to be rejected by God who sees the heart and to whom the thoughts of men confess. I will not ask, he says, for I will not tempt the Lord. In effect, what but the most hardened heart could refuse to ask a favor of God after having been told to do just that by God's prophet? Akaz was puffed up with pride, the pomp of the regal throne, and the cunning words of human wisdom. Akaz refused to ask a sign of that sovereign power, the power of God himself. God himself had told him, ask, but he said no. God had promised to the house of David a sign of goodness and charity, so that those who are not terrified by the demonstrations of his power or satisfied by the manifestations of his wisdom might be drawn by his exceeding love. God would teach Akaz either to dread the majesty of him who reigns in the highest, or to embrace the charity of him who descends to the lowest. Grievous, therefore, before God and man is he who will neither think on majesty with fear, nor meditate upon charity with love. We see a somewhat more encouraging response to God's grace on the part of the messengers sent by St. John the Baptist in today's Gospel to interview our Lord. Bid by their master, the Baptist, to go and see the works of Christ with their own eyes and ask him if he is indeed the Messiah, they do as they, as they were told, and they receive a more than satisfying answer. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead rise again, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. St. John the Baptist had already, on several occasions, declared that Jesus was the Messiah. He could not doubt it himself. He did not doubt it himself, but he sent his disciples to take away their doubt. He sent his disciples because, blinded by their love, blinded by their love for their master, St. John the Baptist, and by some emulation of him, they would not, up until that time, acknowledge Christ to be the Messiah. In fact, John's disciples had some bitterness and jealousy towards Christ the Lord, as their former inquiry showed their own words when they asked him, Why do thee and the Pharisees fast often, but thy disciples fast not? The problem, therefore, that comes to the fore in the case of both King Akaz and the disciples of the Baptist is a certain hardening of the heart. This, occur, this can occur for a multitude of reasons, mostly springing ultimately from our pride. In any event, the hardening of the heart is never something that occurs overnight, but gradually, over a more or less long period of time, 
even time spent waiting on virtue. Waiting, this is part and parcel of the holy season of Advent. In a sense, this is Advent, waiting for the Lord who is to come. It's important, therefore, that we wait well. Anyone can wait. Not everyone waits with God. There are many, perhaps the greater number, who grow fatigued in waiting, even just on themselves, in the hoped-for increase in virtue that either seems to come so sparingly or not at all. This is where the danger of hardening our hearts starts to creep in. The problem is that when we harden our hearts against our neighbor or even ourselves, we're hardening them against God at the same time without realizing it. Are you experiencing adversity that appears to be without redeeming value, honor, or the respect of men? Rejoice, for this was the proving ground of many saints. Does this adversity even take the feeling, even take the form of feeling as if you don't have enough adversity in your life? that you're not called up for the glorious battles, but rather consigned to the base. Again, rejoice, because this is where God can truly do the long-lasting work in your soul, the work that counts. Use the time that you have for more spiritual reading, more visits to the Blessed Sacrament, and a more prayerful recitation of your prayers, especially the Rosary of Our Lady. God is giving us a time of preparation which is necessary for the trials that are to come. St. Paul speaks of the saints who were without honor before men in his epistle to the Hebrews. He writes, others had mockeries, had trials of mockeries and stripes, moreover also of bands and prisons. They were stoned, they were cut asunder, they were tempted, they were put to death by the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin in goatskins, being in want, distressed, afflicted. There is something for us in the example of these last saints whom St. Paul contrasts with those who are made valiant in battle. They waited on God. They did not harden their hearts in their isolation, neither against God, their neighbors, or themselves. And yet it was this period of holy expectation in this period that they fulfilled the words of the Lord to his disciples. In your patience, you shall possess your souls. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.